0: are in our series, uh, Yearn for More, where this is our theme for the year, that God wants us to yearn for more. And uh, I love last week that our prayer teams were packed. I love that people were coming forward at all the campuses, whether they're coming forward to the side or however your campus does it. I love that they were fighting and pushing forward and you need that same spirit on you this week. I pray that we continue to have prayer teams packed uh, a yearning for more, a tenacity, a just saying, I want all that you have for me. Um, I love that we use the object lesson with the willow branch and the leaves, that we're going to stay thirsty. I love the crumbs. And I did notice this, you know, because we serve cookies uh, and, and donuts at our campuses. And I went to the lobby and I saw crumbs everywhere. And usually they drive me crazy. And last week they were a sermon illustration. You know what I'm saying? I just, I said, leave them there. Let them just, you know, be there for just now and then vacuum them up. But I mean, every time I see a crumb or if you see a little pet dog, I'm thinking about how I saw people with little pet dogs and I thought about how Jesus with that Canaanite woman was saying, you know, even the, you know, she's like, even the dogs get the crumbs and I love what God did. And if you missed it, please watch online, get caught up. But we've been talking about yearning for more and having a a passion for all that God has for us. And today uh, I am going to use another food illustration. Hopefully that will stick with you. Uh, But I want to talk to you about going for a double portion. Going for a double portion. Going for all that God has for you and going for even more than what you ever thought God could ever do in you through you, whatever you could do, going for all that you can get, going for a double portion. I believe that all of us have our portion. I really believe that. I believe that um, there's our portion. I believe that some people settle for less than their portion. And I'm asking you right now, don't be one of those people that settle for less than your portion. Please, for heaven's sake, get at least your portion. But I'm praying that our church would be greedy in a good way, Greedy in a good way for a double portion. That whatever you've experienced that you'd say, God, I desire more. God, I would, you you might even look at someone in the church that might be a spiritual mentor, a leader, and you'd start praying, God, I desire a double portion. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think God loves it when we're hungry, when we want more. We're going to look at where this term comes from with a story in 2 Kings chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, turn there with me. 2 Kings chapter 2, it's also on the screens. I encourage you to take notes, whether it's digitally or on paper, in the margin of your Bible, however you do this. But 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 14, it's a rather lengthy passage, but I want to read the whole thing. It's talking about Elijah and Elisha. It says, when the Lord was about to take Elijah, now, just again, for a moment, I just thought I realized a lot of people don't know who this is. Elijah and Elisha were two Old Testament prophets. They were prophets of God. And in the Old Testament... God used the prophets to speak for him. God used the prophets to keep the people aligned. And so Elijah was a prophet that God was doing wonderful work through. And Elisha was his understudy. And if you ever get confused who was first, remember J comes before S. Elijah, Elisha. That's how I got it, all right? Because I get them mixed up, all right? Let's get back to it. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elisha replied. So be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, Elisha, the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. The company of the prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know. He replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. Fifty men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it, and the water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry, land, on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elisha said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? And he says, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. That's where we get it, the double portion. And Elijah says, you have asked a difficult thing. Yet if you see me when I'm taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them, and Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, my father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel, and Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord the God of Elijah he asked. When he struck the water it divided to the right and to the left and he crossed over. A rather lengthy passage of scripture. I get it, but what a powerful story. And if you can keep it straight between Elijah and Elisha, there's so much here for us about going for a double portion. He was yearning for more. He was, he was saying, I want double of whatever you've had, Elijah. And if you know your Old Testament Bible, if you know that part of the Bible, you know the stories of what Elijah was able to do, you know that it was a big thing that Elisha was asking for. Just a few of the things that Elijah was uh, able to do. I mean, Elijah said, it's not going to rain. And for three and a half years, it didn't rain. And then he says, now it's going to rain. And then it started to rain. And so uh, Elijah knows, like, you are asking for a lot. Elijah brought a, a young man back from the dead. Okay, the widow's son brings him back from the dead. Okay, Elisha knows this. Elijah knows this. Um, Elijah has got an unlimited supply of food when there's a a, a famine and he's able to have food that doesn't run out, unlimited buffet, all you can eat, it's going on. He has this happening. I mean, we know the story about Elijah calling down fire. And Elijah's like, I want double. Elijah's like, seriously? What is this guy? I mean, serious. I mean, if I'm thinking about me, in that context, I'd be like, "I want a tenth. you know what I'm saying? I want half. I mean, but Elisha was understanding more about God and about what he was wanting to do, because I believe this: God is always wanting the next generation to do more than the previous generation. If you're a young person in our church right now, God wants the next generation to do more than the previous generation. And he's okay with you asking for more and double, but we're conditioned to ask for less and be just stay back and be cautious. And God's like, go for it. I desire a hunger and a yearning. And I believe, again, God is pleased with Elijah's request for double. He said, I want double. And I I would ask you, what would happen right now if we started praying, God, give us double? Give us double. Give us double the amount of campuses, double the amount of people, double the amount of kingdom builders, double the amount of presence of God in our worship, double the creativity, double. What if we started praying double the conversions, double the water baptisms? Matter of fact, I want quadruple, I want 10 times the water baptisms. We've been lagging on that. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, be obedient and get water baptized. Pray for this, go after it. I mean, some blessings are just received. You just get them. Some blessings find us, and other blessings you have to chase after. You have to fight for them. You have to yearn for them. You have to really go after it. I see in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians, he says, now eagerly desire the greater gifts. He says, he's talking about all the gifts, and he's like, this gift, this gift, and some have this, and he's like, but... Eagerly, des- eagerly desire those better ones. What does he mean? The ones that will really edify a lot of people, that will help a lot of people, that will really build the body up for what it needs right now. Earnestly desire those things. Be hungry for these things. So as we look at Elijah and Elisha, we see this. Elisha's like, I want a double portion. I want a double portion. But let me just say, I believe there's a portion for all of us. I believe there's a portion. Again, whether you get a double portion or not, there is a portion for every single one of us that is a follower of Jesus Christ. And I'm not talking about Jesus saving you. I'm talking about those of us that know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. There is a portion, there's a gifting, there's an anointing, there's a there's something that each of us gets. Romans talks about this, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. He's saying there's a measure, there's a portion, there's something that God's given to you. 1 Peter 4.10 says, each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. He's saying there's, there's grace on you. There's gifts on you. There's a portion on you that you're to use. And you are responsible to get your portion, to pursue it, to grow it. Now, I just shared my, my illustration. remember I said I was going to use food. Some of you have been wondering. Um, I've got a cookie here. And uh, I'm going to give you a parenting tip. How many know that when your parents say split the cookie if there's two kids a great way for portion to con- control is to make one child split it and the other one gets to pick first. How many know that's a good parenting tip right there? Somebody just learned something right there. So, you have portion like this is not even. If I broke it this way, how many know my brother is so taking this. So, I would immediately do like this and I would try to make it even, right? You are responsible to get your portion. There's a portion for every single one of us. And God's saying, get your portion. You've got a gift. You've got a talent. I want you to use it. And you're using it to glorify God. You're using it to reach more people for him. You're using it to edify the church. You're using for that. And so he's saying, get it. Go for it. You have something that I've given to you. I've given you a portion and I want you to get that portion. And it's so sad to me when people don't pursue uh, this, when they don't use it, when they realize like, okay, I have this gift, and then they sit on it. I'm so shocked when I find people that are amazingly skilled at certain things and they never used it to build the the body of Christ. They never used it to advance the cause of Christ. And I'm like, that's such a gift. You should use that. That's amazing. Come on, use that for God's glory. We need you to use your portion. We need you to use your portion. The church is not as, as strong as it should be without you using your portion. I mean, we need all the ingredients to make church taste good. How many are you are talking about? I mean, have you ever even had like a simple food, a simple food without the ingredients to make it taste good? It just missed it. How many know, like I was at a picnic once, and they had hot dogs, buns, no ketchup, no mustard, no onions. And they were turkey dogs. I was like, what is wrong with you people? Who eats this? You gotta have mustard and onions. And if you have to, put a little ketchup on a hot dog. It's not right. I mean, it needs the right ingredients or else, you know, it's it's worthless. Get out of here, you know? And they were all happy eating it. You know, I was like, never again go to their picnic. All right. Use your portion, work with your portion. You have a gift and a talent. Get on a life team. Do what you have. Use it for God's glory. We need you to use your portion. But there are some that never even get their portion. They're content with less than. They don't even wonder what their gifts are. They don't even go to our, our next class, and they don't even do the things to try to figure out what, how God has wired them. They don't even care. I don't know if they're full of fear. I don't know if they're lazy. I don't know if life gets them down. But come on, there's no more living with less than God. At least get your portion. At least get your portion. I mean, I, there's one of our elders, um, Keith Peterson. He and I were having coffee Saturday morning. And um, he was saying about, you know, having his portion and he was so excited and he was, he was amazed that these people in, in the church they used to go to were like, someday you won't be as excited. Someday, you got a lot right now, but don't worry, the portion goes down. I said, don't worry, someday you'll be like the rest of us. You'll just chill and you'll, you know, but it's so cute to see you two right there like that, you and your wife so full of passion, really with your portion. And, he, and he, as this lady walked away, he said to his wife, he said, I have no clue what she's talking about. I'm a new Christian, but I don't I don't like what she said. He said, I want, I want all I I want all I can get. I don't I don't want to have a lesser portion. If this if I I just I want to get all that I can get. Don't settle for less. I mean, fight again. What would you do? I mean, if your brother broke off like this much for you, how many of you'd be like yelling, Mom, Dad? You'd say, I want all the portion I can get. Please, please, please don't settle for less than the portion that God has for you. Now, Elisha says, not only do I want my share, I want a double portion. I want a a, a double, whatever he's got, I want double of that. I couldn't help but think again, using the cookie illustration. um, When they used to ask my dad, they'd say like, do you want apple pie or French silk? He would just go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, no, apple pie? Or, yes. Yes, I would like yes. <laughs> I'm, thinking about, I'm thinking about when we did the uh, God's pie illustration and I had the pie and the whipped cream. and Remember, I poured the sprinkles all over it. After service, this little boy came up to me and he goes, that pie sure looks good. <laughs> I said, well, if you ask your mom, you can have it. And he goes, well, I'm here with my grandma. I go, here it is. Grandma's giving it to you. All right, take it. (laughs) You know, come on. Let's let's go for the double portion. Say yes. Say yes. Do you want this or that? Yes, I want double portion. And as we look at this, I just really believe that um, Elijah and Elisha, there's this test going on right now. Because Elisha realizes, I can't do this without God's spirit. I can't do this without God's anointing. If I'm going to lead what's next, I need a greater portion. And so I want a double portion. Not only do I desire a double portion, I need a double portion. And I'm going to tell you right now, when I watch the headlines, when I see this world, when I see all that's going on, I don't think ever like, well, we need less of God right now. We need less anointing. We need a lesser portion. I'm like, we need a greater portion. We need a greater intensity in worship. We need a greater level of people saying they'll give, go, serve. I mean, we need more of the power of God on us, not less. And he says, Elijah says, you've asked a hard thing, but you're hanging in there. He's like, God gives it. God's going to give the double portion, but you're going to pass some tests. And God wants to see you hungry. There's going to be yearning. There's going to be a tenacity here. And the geography of the chapter that I read, the reason I read that whole chapter, the geography of the chapter confuses a lot of people. Because if you look at where the cities are, you've got a, a lot of zigzagging going on and a lot of walking all to get back to basically the same spot. Okay? Because here's what's going on. They're, they're there in this moment. They're at Gilgal, which is near the Jordan. And then they go up to Bethel, 15 miles away and 4,000 feet in elevation. Then they go back to Jericho, which is right by the Jordan. And then they go across the Jordan. So we got zzzz. Zip, zip, zip. You know, it's just like why not just be right over here why not just be there and, and, I, and I, I know that Bethel means house of God and some could say maybe he just took him to a place near there and tested him I think he was testing him with a 15 mile walk God wanted to see how hungry he was Okay, and I've learned this about the blessings of God they don't always come in a straight line and they're not found under the shady tree They come in zigzags, diversions, deserts, and then finally, blessing. And it's like, how hungry are you? How bad do you want it? And we give up after the first zigzag. This doesn't make any sense to me. This doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm called over here, and now God's got me helping with kids. This makes no sense. I quit. And God's like, I got you on the zigzag trail. You failed. You failed at kids' ministry. How can I send you over there? I need you over there. And then if you're faithful there, and then he's like, now I need you. And you're like, but Lord, I was just right there. I was leading a life group. It was a good life. And now you got me. Okay. okay. It's a zigzag. And so Elijah and Elijah have this zigzagging, backtracking. And I'm telling you, if you're hungry for God, there'll be lots of zigzags, lots of diversions, forward, backwards, forwards, backwards, sideways. And then finally, it's like, God gets you where he wants you. Please. Stick with your yearning and your hunger for a double portion don't give up so easy we said it last week but it bears repeating pray until something happens push keep fighting for the double portion I mean we want it easy and God says I want you hungry we're like but Lord I'm just right here really comfortable it's air conditioned Lord it's easy and nice right here he's like stay hungry you know how many times as a kid growing up, I sat down at a piano. I was like, Lord, I'd just love to play piano for your glory and for your honor. So right now, just work through these fingers. <laughs> I'd be like, here we go. Ready? <laughs> okay, didn't work. All right. all right. Pray again. Lord, it'd be wonderful. And I think the whole time, Lord was like, take a lesson. <laughs> you know, like, take a lesson, you know. Zigzag a little, you know. Turn through the book, you know. But I, was, I just wanted it easy, you know. I still don't play piano, all right. How bad do you want it? If we're going to be a church that wants a double portion, you cannot come just casual to church. I wonder what they got for me. You got to come participating, anticipating, getting here early. We have pre-service prayer meetings for all of our, our, our campuses. Get there early. Get leaning in. If you want a double portion, it's by getting there early, going through the zigzag. You're like, yeah, but then we had to leave a little early, and we had to do this, and then we couldn't do that. And yeah, we'll pay the price. How hungry are you? How bad do you want it? Now, each of these places has a little bit of meaning to them, and so I want to go through this as we, as we look at Elijah and Elisha with this double portion. Each of these places has a, a meaning or a test or a reminder, some insight given to it. Gilgal means uh, restlessness, rolling stone, surface, Easy. Okay, so they're at easy surface there, and Elijah's like, if you want the double portion, if you want it, come on, go with me. And he's like, actually, he discourages them. He's like, don't even come with, stay in easy, stay in easy. And Elijah's like, no, I am not staying at easy. I'm not staying. And I will say this, when you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you first give your life to Jesus, it just feels like, oh, this is amazing. Everything, it's like, this is amazing. This is, wow. And there's emotional highs. And just like that older lady was trying to say, you know, there are emotional highs, you know, but we're not just going to stay there. And by the way, we don't get rid of them. I'm still just as emotionally high on God as I was when I first gave my life to Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, I think I'm, that sounds weird, like, I'm higher on God. And, all right, anyways, I was thinking, uh, slots, oh, sorry, yeah, all right. I, but I'm more emotionally fired up for God. But, but he's like, I'm not just gonna stay there. I'm not gonna stay there in the easy place. I'm not gonna stay there in those pleasure, emotional moments, but I, I, I'll keep them, but I'm not staying there. That's a great way to say this. I'll keep that, but I'm not staying there. It's like, I've added that to my life, but I'm not staying there. I'm going to the next place. So they go 15 miles to Bethel, which means house of God. Some have believed that this signifies the presence of God or the word of God or knowing God, learning about God. And I thank God that we go from emotional, like, wow, this is amazing. God is so good. Praise God. And this is a new life in Jesus. And then we go into learning about God and knowing God. It's another thing that you add to your life. Again, it's not like we get rid of that and just move over there. We've got that, and we add this. And we, we pass this test of saying, God, I desire more of you, and I'm going to read your word. Some of you give up on soap when you get to a passage. You know, you're like, I don't understand that chapter. I don't know. Who picked these? <laughs> I'm going to file my complaint to soap.com, you know. And you're like I quit. I don't know. We went Old Testament, New Testament. I don't know what Testament I'm in. You know, stick with it. Stick with it. Know the Word of God. Get it in you. Dig into God. Get in there. All right, and pass that test. Add that again. It's not that we pass it because we're we're not. We have this. Uh, emotional connection with God we have this joy we have this word of God which Bethel house of God you add that to your life you add it you keep developing that and some people say well I love the word but I'm not that excited about worship and I come late to church please don't come late to church please don't come because the next place Jericho means fragrance praise and worship fragrance praise and worship one of the things i've noticed about people people love they, they say well there's that emotional and then you get to know god you get in there and it's like they stop at bethel then i'm gonna get to jericho where it's it's a fragrance it's a praise and it's a worship sometimes people are are turned off by our church they're like it's too much praise Too much praise. It's like, because we're moving forward. We're adding on to this. We love the word and knowing God, we love the emotional things. We're going to add this. We're going to pat. We want a double portion. We're hungry in worship. You know what? We're hungry. Hands up. We're hungry. That's what's going on. If people are emotional, it's because we're hungry. And Jericho, again, praise, worship. And you're saying, I desire this. And it's interesting, all the while, the other prophets are distracting him. Like, you don't need it. you know, your master's gonna be taken from you. Really what was going on, the reason why he's saying, be quiet, it's because they were trying to say, stay here, stay here, don't go further. And he's like, don't you understand, I am about a double portion. I want a double portion. I don't care if, how many know, like people do, stop being so fanatical. Stop being, you don't have, you know, stop. They're trying to stop you. Stop, stop. You're like, I want a double portion. Is it true you went to church twice last week? You visited two different campuses. Stop that. It's just two life groups. Come on. You know, you're you're ruining the average. Come on, you know. Don't let them do that. You're like, I want more. People will try to stop you. Your commitments try to stop you. We want to yearn for more. Interesting. 50 prophets are near the double portion, the Bible tells us. One is next to and in the double portion. Don't stop near. Get all the way in. Go all the way pressing. And then they get to the Jordan. And the Jordan, they believe, symbolizes uh, death no more the old way saying i surrender this costs me i realize that i if i want the double portion this will cost me this will cost me some of my time this will cost me some of the things i value uh, i got to tell you honestly as your pastor there are times that i pray for greater gifts that god would give me and then when i pray him i have that just that little moment of not fear, but just like counting the cost, if you will. And I'm like, but what if, then this, and then I'm like, but I'm willing to pay that price. Have you ever written in your soap journal, like something like, God, I desire this. And then you realize, and if I get it, I know that that will cost me. And you just have that sobering moment. Like, did I really write that? And then I've even written in my journal, like, yes, I really mean that. I really want that. I really desire that because I want to have the double portion. I want to have the blessing. I want to have that. Don't slow down. Don't let the other prophets, don't let other people slow you down. One time we had a prophecy over our church that was called running downhill. And it was saying, others would say, you've done enough, slow down, take it easy. But I say, believe for more, ask for more, press in, keep going for this. The Bible tells us again in the story, the water parts, they go over the water. I, I, again, I think about those 50 prophets watching this. I'm sorry, but if the water's parting and it's dry land, I'm going with the journey. You know what I'm saying? It would have been 49 stayed and two went. I mean, I'm just saying. That's, but they don't, they just stay there and they get down and then the, he sees the chariot of fire come down and his mantle falls. What is the mantle falls? That's just a coat that he wore. It was a, basically a sheepskin coat that Elijah had. And Elisha sees it fall down in this moment and he takes his others off and he grabs that mantle and he's like, this is mine, this is mine. And you know what he was doing when he says, where is the God of Elijah? He's saying, hey, guess what? God has a fresh outpouring for now. You could talk about how great Elijah was, but God has a fresh outpouring now. And he takes the mantle and he slams it down on the Jordan. The Jordan parts and he walks over on dry land. The 50 prophets are like, This, there's an anointing here, there's something going on. And he was saying, I I want something fresh in my life. We're not gonna talk about all the other great miracles. We're going to talk about what's happening now. I love that I heard about different miracles. A young lady healed with blindness in her eyes last week. She was healed as we were praying for her. I love that there was a young lady healed of celiac at our Edina campus at a healing night. I love hearing about the miracles now of God's provision. I don't want to talk about 20 years ago, 50 years ago. And Elijah was saying, right now, right now, there's a double portion. There's something for us. And I believe that Elijah actually had double the amount of miracles that Elijah had. And if you know the interesting thing about that, that Elijah had eight miracles and Elisha had 15 when they buried him. So he's one short. It's like, oh, he didn't get a double portion. But then one day when they were in a battle, they had a guy that was wounded and he died and they wanted to bury him. So they threw him into Elisha's tombs. His body hits Elijah's bones and the guy comes back to light. 16, 8 double portion. Right there. I mean, that's another amazing story. Elisha kept to the test, the zigzags, the backtracking, the distraction-filled test. And he said, I want a double portion. And I'm telling you, church, if you want a double portion, you're going to have to fight through it. You're going to have to fight through it. You're going to have to get hungrier. We're going to have to get hungrier. We're going to have to say, God, I need a double portion. We want new miracles, more power, more presence. We desire a double portion. How many are with me? Come on, stand to your feet. Here in all of our campuses, raise your hands. Two hands, double portion. Not not one, double portion. Lord, double portion in Jesus' name. I pray for that. I pray for a greater hunger, a greater thirst, and a double portion in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.